We are limited. Thank you, Lord, that you are limitless. When we don't know the way to go, you show us. You make a way where there is no way. Hallelujah. I would like you to stand to your feet and turn to your neighbor and tell them, the Lord will make a way for me and you. And then you can shake their hand and give them a hug and send the kids to the kids' church area, sixth grade and down. We have pizza today after church. The youth are preparing pizza for us. Nine o'clock on Sunday mornings, we have elementary class learning, having fun, uh, devotional along with games and, and crafts at nine o'clock. So get here at nine o'clock if you want 10 strike extra. Mm. Healing class with Pastor Dean at nine o'clock in the fellowship hall. Um, I'm leading a foundations class in the classroom over here, and there's also prayer time at 9 o'clock. Sunday, January 26th, that is today, okay, 1 p.m. today, 97th birthday party for Ida Mae Jacobs at the Havenwood Care Center. Uh, March 7th at 1 p.m., there will be a baby shower for a Abby Cootley and her new baby here at the church. If you are interested, sign up. Um, in the Welcome Center, anyone interested is encouraged to come. Pastor Steve says he and Joyce are at the Christmas gathering for Joyce's family in Leota, Minnesota, and they're attending a worship service in Marshall, Minnesota this morning at Pastor Doug Wing and Annie's church, and he wants to send his blessings to all of you. Let's have a quick word of prayer a note that if you brought your tithes and offerings this morning, you will be blessed. They go in the boxes here at the back wall. Let's uh, pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for what you have in store for us. Lord, we lift up our hearts to you. We lift up our situations to you. We lift up our whole week to you, Lord. And uh, we need you now more than ever. We thank you that you are our strength. You are our way and uh, we follow you lord i just pray that you would bless the gifts as we give this morning um, thank you for your faithfulness to us we also lift up our brother lowell to you lord who has the flu pray for quick healing we pray for all of us lord with all of the things that we have uh, we are in your hands in jesus name amen Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 1. And this section is talking about, you know, our call to come into the kingdom. For indeed, Jews ask for signs and Greeks search for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block and to Gentiles foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because, of, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, 
but, has, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. Amen. And so all the things that come from the kingdom are supernatural. The anointings he puts in people's lives are supernatural. They don't come from the wisdom of the world, the ways of the world. They come from the king of kings. <clears throat> and it's so wonderful to walk in, in this supernatural place with God. Your call to come into the body is supernatural. And I just want to examine that call a little bit today, and some of it's from my own experience, but each of us have our own unique place with God and how it manifests to us is real. But as I mentioned a few things today, just go back and remember that time when you were drawn into the kingdom. Hallelujah. And, and so he says in verse 26, for consider your calling, brethren. So that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to consider our calling. Let's first of all thank God that we were called. Thank you, Lord. What a privilege to be called into your kingdom. What a privilege, Lord God. Thank you that you chose us. Thank you that you marked us out beforehand. And there's a, you know, a great mystery on how that works. The Bible talks about, you know, he foreknew us and because he foreknew us, but he, for, he looked down and he saw a heart that would respond to the move of the Spirit. He looked down through the ages and he found a heart that would respond to the move of the Spirit. And he chose that one for his own. Hallelujah. It doesn't dismiss free will or anything like that, but yet there's a unique combination of the, of the sovereignty and the foreknowledge of God. And he looks down and he finds those ones. You know, faith is the, the hallmark of the kingdom. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And faith comes from an encounter with the Holy Spirit as the Word of God comes alive to our hearts. This is so precious to God. I remember Smith Wigglesworth would say, it seems as if God would pass over 10,000 people to get to one who has faith that has that heart that responds to the word of God, that would respond and open up and surrender to the voice of God. That's of tremendous value to God. That's how the kingdom is established. Amen. Amen. In 1 Peter 2, in verse 9, listen to what the apostle declares, but you are a ch chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. We are a people for God's own possession. He has chosen us that you may proclaim the excellencies of him 
who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Wow, that call that comes to us, it's, you know, this Greek word is, is, a, is a simple call, like a call from go to here to there. God calls us heavenward. It's a call that we hear no place else. There's no other voice in our world that is like the voice of our God. There's something about his voice. There's some things that are embedded in that voice that takes hold of our heart. To remember when he called you to his kingdom and you were, and you were there in his presence and your heart was just thump, 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 thump and you're, you know, it's beating as he's working and he's calling you to make that surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. This is not a mental thing. It's not a social thing. It's not a thing where, you know, we, we come to the Lord because we have a community of believers that we can be with. We don't come to the Lord because we find support for our issues. God calls us to his very presence. He calls us to abandonment to the person of Jesus Christ. Remember that? Look, remember your call. Remember that encounter. Remember that moment when somehow everything was in the right place and all the issues of your life had fallen down and God was able to break through and press in on your heart with his glory. We are called. He called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were darkness, Paul said, and now you are light in the Lord. God's call for us is a passionate call. As I mentioned, he knew us before the creation of the world. And with that call, there is a call to eternal glory, a call to be conformed into his image, a call to participate in his life. Let's read Romans 8 here again. And these verses have come alive to me in a new in a new way the last few weeks. And we start with verse 29, but going before this, you know, for we know that all things work together for good to those who are loved by God, who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so this whole context of this whole section has to do with the call of God and the call to glory. And then he, he, he goes on from there, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined. For those whom he foreknew, he saw that heart that would surrender to him. He saw that heart that would respond to his passionate call. I want you for my own. I see a heart that will, has a capacity to respond in faith 
The Holy Spirit is working. Jesus has done his great work. The Father now is working. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that we might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. This is the power of God working on behalf of those that he saw would respond to the message of Jesus, would abandon their heart, that when he came by his spirit and knocked on their heart door, that they would just open wide and rush into his arms. Hallelujah. And listen to what Paul declares. What then shall we say to these things if God is for us? Who is against us? Or who can be against us? He did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? So this is the, the, heart, the heart call of the Father. He calls us unreservedly into his presence, into the experience of his life. And embedded in that call is, is, is the understanding that all that God has, he's offering to me. I mean, we feel that when we're called, but our mind may not digest it. We may not understand it, but wow, there's that sense of eternal goodness and blessing that's embedded in that call. Amen. Remember. Consider your calling. And the Apostle Paul said, or Hebrew says, we are saved if we hold fast the beginning of our confession firm until the end. Consider that calling that you received. Embrace it. Love the heart that called you. It was so clear, it was so pure, it was so holy. Man may try to come in and dump a whole bunch of stuff into our life, but the heart of God was so pure and holy, uncluttered, simple, Believe in Jesus. Believe the way you enter life. John 17, 24. Again, this is the desire of Jesus, the pure and holy desire. John 17, 24. Father, I desire that they who also whom you have given me to be with me where I am that they may see my glory, which you have given me. For you love me before the foundation of the world. And so here is the cry of Jesus just before he goes to the cross. He's praying for all of us. I want them to be with me where I am. 
I want them to see my glory. We are called to eternal glory. We are called to be partakers of his divine nature. That doesn't seem possible to our natural thinking. This is not something we dream up or try to push ourselves into. We are responding to the call from heaven. Remember your call. Hallelujah. Colossians 2.13. This is a message Bible, like pretty descriptive. When you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. That's, that's where we were. We were incapable without the work of the Holy Spirit, without the active application of the gospel to our heart. We're incapable of responding to God. It's just not a matter of our will. It's a matter of God's call. And he is willing. God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven. Let's say that. All sins forgiven. The slate wiped clean. That old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. All sins forgiven. Slate wiped clean. That's what we're called to. Freedom. Freedom. Just think of who some of us were before we met the Lord. Trapped. Heading for destruction. But when Jesus appeared to us, when the Holy Spirit came, knocked on the door of our heart, oh, I remember I was sitting there and it was a struggle because I knew it was going to be a life-transforming decision. I was, you know, going to either go the world's way or I was going to go God's way. And I'm, I, I, I was just, I was laying in bed all by myself and the Spirit of God was, he came and my heart was just thump, 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 thump and I'm laying there, for, I think, for hours trying to, you know, trying to decide which way I want to go because when God called called us heavenward, we had no idea what it is going to be like to enter in. We've never been there before. We know it's good, but what does that mean for my life? What does it mean for my will? What does it mean for my dream? What does it mean for all these things? And by faith... We say yes to that love. Even though it's not all mapped out, I'm a, God doesn't say, I'm going to do this, 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 this for you. He just calls us to trust his character. Trust the way that he has made Jesus. 
And the Holy Spirit is totally convincing when he reveals the glory of Jesus Christ to us. Totally convincing. That's the only way we can really let go of it all, of our own natural life, is by being totally convinced by the Holy Spirit that God is ultimate love. Consider your calling. Consider your calling this morning. Embrace it, love it, love the one who called you. He called you to his grace. He called you to his mercy. He called you to be a member of Christ himself. 2 Thessalonians 2.14, and just one phrase out of this verse, it was for this he called you through our gospel, that you may gain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. That you may gain the glory. Wow, every morning we wake up and we feel this pulling heavenward. We have been called, but we're content continually being drawn heavenward in our spirit into intimacy and fellowship with him. Hallelujah. First Peter 1.3, and I believe Pastor Steve read this a few weeks ago, but <clears throat> let's read it again this morning. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life, and godliness through the, two no, through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence what a marvelous thing embedded in that call is the glory of God the excellence of God he called us by his own glory and excellence and he comes and he manifests his heart to us glory, excellence Perfection. And it's like that's where our heart belongs, and we're called up to respond to that great heart. He called us by his own glory and excellence. And then he goes down here in verse four in the in the waste that we might become partakers of the divine nature. That's been his plan from the very beginning. Not to have a bunch of servants, but to have those that would participate in his life and be members of his family. Isn't it marvelous to be called? Isn't it marvelous? I remember my daughter, she was like three. We were living in Saskatchewan and, and she had a long, you know, attention span, and she would sit and do an activity for 15 minutes, just sit there, totally transfixed in whatever she was doing. And then all of a sudden she'd jump up and run as hard as she could to the next activity. <laughs> and she would run and her long blonde hair would be flying out behind her, you know. And when she ran, she, her head didn't bob. It was like an athlete, just. <laughs> I 
but I, I used to kind of play around with her and I used to say, hi, Shepherd Dad, and she would, she would, you know, be standing there and she'd lift her knee up to her chest doing a high step. And often she would take off running like that and I would just call out, hi, Shepherd Dad, and immediately she'd stop and do a high step. Wow. She knew the voice. We know the voice. We know the voice who called us by his own glory and excellence. That we may be partakers of his divine nature. Remember, consider your calling. Hallelujah. Do we love him today? We could feel in our worship we love him. But it's real. You know, it is so real. Our daily experience with the one who has called us, who loves us with an everlasting love. Never be afraid to abandon your present to him. Never be afraid to abandon your present life to him, no matter what you're facing, no matter what kind of decisions you need to make. Sometimes people have to make decisions and it's going to cost them because if they say yes to that decision, you're going against the word of God. Never be afraid. Never be afraid to choose God. He, is, he knows what he's called you to. He knows he's made provision for you. It may be hard on the flesh, but when you step through that, when you step through that door, what great peace, what great love, what great joy fills your heart. I had a lady that was involved with a church in the 70s, and she had, uh, I think at this time, maybe four or five children, or, but at any rate, <clears throat> then she had a younger child by another fellow, and they weren't married. And so he kept trying to get her to marry him. And she'd come and talk to me. Every week she'd come and talk to me about it. And I say, well, he's not a believer. You can't marry him. You can't get married to an unbeliever. Do not be unequally yoked. And I just took my stand with her, you know, and went on for quite a while. And then she went to another meeting somewhere. She was talking to somebody, and they said, they said, well, I think that'd be a great thing, completion to your family to marry this guy. And Sunday morning came and she wasn't there and right away I knew what, what she had done. They had gone off somewhere and were married. And she entered into 30 years of destructive life. Amen. Sometimes it's not easy 
to make a decision that pleases God. Sometimes everything within our flesh and our mind and our emotions, it, it seems like our physical needs are there. He calls you to participate in his divine nature. He calls us to participate in his glory. Always choose God. Amen. Father, we thank you that your great voice has called us. We thank you that your Holy Spirit has worked in our heart and prepared us for that encounter. I stand in awe of your great mercy that you saw something in my life that was worth calling. I don't see it always, but Lord, you saw it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And so we're going to be receiving communion together. If you're a believer in Jesus, we welcome you to participate with us. But before that, let me just ask, is there anyone here that you feel that call heavenward this morning to come into the life and the glory of Jesus Christ? This is not, again, it's not just, I want to kind of do the right thing. This is God calling you to himself. And the glories are endless. The glories are just endless. His love is endless. When I gave my heart to the Lord, I said one word. I said, okay. <laughs> well, and that glory just filled my heart, just flooded in. He knew what I meant. I give it all to you. I, have, I haven't been perfect, but he has been perfect. <laughs> I give it all to you. Let's just take a moment. And if, if, if you're in that condition, you feel that call in your spirit, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Respond to him. Perfect love is calling you. Through the blood, the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He's calling you. He's calling you. Just open your heart to him and you can say, okay, meaning I surrender it all. I take you as my Lord. I take you as my Savior. I, I accept the sacrifice you made. There's, there's nothing else I trust in to bring me into your glory, into your presence, Father, except the blood of Jesus Christ. I say yes to God. Just take a moment in your heart and say yes I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you were raised again. I believe that you're ascended to the right hand of the Father.
And now you are my Lord. Amen. Well, let's pass out the emblem. Hallelujah. We have a great high priest over the house of God. He's watching over us. He's here right now. He's observing your heart. He's rejoicing in your, in your commitment to him. He's rejoicing in your love to him. First Corinthians eleven twenty three. The Apostle Paul received this from the Lord Himself. The other apostles were at the, the apostles of the Lamb, the the eleven. They were at the table when Jesus served this communion, but Paul received it years later directly from. Jesus himself. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. You know, that's an amazing thing. He was looking ahead. He was going to be betrayed. He was going to be jeered at, he was going to be beaten. And he said, this is all for you. He looked ahead and he took the bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus said, this is my body that is broken, and it was physically going to be broken, but he was also crucified from the foundations of the earth. This is my body which is broken for you. Let's make this a personal thing today. This is his body which is broken for you, that you might have health, wholeness, freedom in your mind, in your emotions, in your will, to be healing in your physical body. This is his body. He, it was broken for you. And so, the broken body is sufficient for every physical need. The broken body is sufficient to bring total healing and freedom. Jesus did it for you. Jesus did this for you. So let's in simple faith say, I take it, Lord. I take the sacrifice. I believe in the sacrifice. I receive the sacrifice. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this willingness to have your body broken that we might be 
full of life. In Jesus' name. Let's partake together. I'm missing a wafer. So I'll get it. Thank you. Now we can do it together. <laughs> Make it personal. This is what you did for me, Lord. Thank you. You did this for me, Lord God. Thank you. You are my healer. You did this for me. And then the Apostle Paul says, in the same way, he took the cup and after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So we're contemplating, we're remembering our call. We're also remembering that his blood was poured out that we might have a perfect covenant of relationship. The covenant is a perfect covenant that God has entered into with us through, the, through this blood. I will blot out your sins. I will remember them no more. You will become a brand new creation through the blood. We are saved because of the blood. Let's give him thanks. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the lifeblood that was pouring out for me. Make it personal. This was for me. That I might be forgiven and I might be cleansed. That I may enter into new life. I'm eternally, humbly grateful. You are ever my Lord. Let's partake together. Amen. Let's just give him thanks. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So as we have fellowship today around a meal, let's just take time and just tell somebody I'm thankful for the sacrifice of Jesus if we confess him before men, he will confess us before our Father in heaven. Bless the meal, Father, and bless our time of fellowship. Let there just be life, upbuilding life in Jesus' name. If you would like somebody to pray for you today, we will have people here that would be glad to pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you.